Thank you, everyone, for being here for episode 250. Thank you for being with us over the last five years. It's been a journey. It's been exciting and so fascinating seeing the development. So excited to see what the next 250 will look like and where uh, podcasts and audio experiences will go. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. This is a very special episode as, yes, we've had Spotify on before, but this is part two with Ivan Pehar, who is the head of Canada ad sales at Spotify. He is an accomplished strategic digital marketing professional with over 20 years experience in brand building, media innovation, and technology for some of the world's most respected brands. Ivan is responsible for developing the Spotify Canada go-to-market strategy that assists brands to harness the power of audio. Audio is in the midst of a generational shift, and it's important that brands establish and showcase their voice in the storytelling medium with authenticity and purpose. Ivan, thank you for being here. Darian, thanks for having me. What a great intro. I, you know, I just came up with that myself. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's very great. I, I need to know, okay, so audio and this whole, everyone's talking about audio. Everyone's talking about the, this audio. Is it actually true? Like what, what are the numbers? What, what are, what's actually happening? Cause there's some anecdotal evidence and we all know everyone's fought listening to podcasts instead of radio. Everyone is in love with certain shows. What's it like for Canadians right now? I think Darian, what's really important is that we are truly in the golden age of audio. And we have access to the world's library of music, the world's library of podcast content. And I think what's most importantly is how we're listening to that content. And first and foremost, our mobile phones is how we have access to all this. So literally, in the palm of your hands, everyone walking around, not only in Canada, in the world, has access to this library. So as we think about just overall consumption, having access is paramount to this, you know, I call it golden age of audio that we're all part of right now. So you take the audio content or the library of content, you now make it easy for a user to consume that content. You know, I talk about the mobile phone, but think about all the connected devices that you have. So right now, as I sit here at home, my Google speaker is, is streaming you know, audio as my wife is making dinner. I get into the car. My car already knows I have Spotify and connects directly. And that seamless transition that happens. So when you think about your own experience, you know, Spotify is able to connect to over you know, 300 different devices. So you take, you know, as I kicked off, you have the access to content. Then you have the technology that enables the consumption of content. That brings us to where we are today in truly the golden age of audio. And I want to do a bit of a, a walkthrough. So I, on my seventh birthday, I got a tape cassette of the Bare Naked Ladies, Gordon tape cassette, and I loved it. And I still love the Bare Naked Ladies. Put in that tape cassette in my player. And then I remember turning 14 and got a three CD, like CD player, right? It went up to there. And then I remember going into university and in my second year, my roommate got an MP3 player from Sony. And it was like these little squares. And then fast forward, I remember LimeWire being on my computer at home and being able to figure out how to download stuff and Napster, the age of those days. And then I remember getting something on my phone. It was a music kind of facilitator tool. And then that actually disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. It was really awesome. And then my brother told me about Spotify. 
And for years, my brother Tyler would every year would send me a, C, a mixed CD and he was amazing at mixed CDs and I would put them in and love it. And he listened, but he was like, dude, you got to try this out. And I discovered on Spotify, it would actually make suggestions for me. Every week I would have this made for you playlist. And it was the most amazing discovery of this new music. It was like I had my brother Tyler with me every week making me a new CD, but it was on my phone. So you just walked through literally your own life and your connection to audio and music. And you said something there, you said LimeWire and Napster. And I think for those of you, you know, who are listening that aren't aware of sort of the birth of Spotify, it really started back in the day when LimeWire and Napster were a thing. And you know, when Spotify was created, it was really created as a way to give back or allow creators and musicians to monetize their content versus having it hacked and up for free somewhere on a site where you're connecting to other computers. Yeah. And I think, you know, Darian, you and I are, you know, that same generation where we both remember that experience and sitting there watching that ticker get to 100% so you could actually have the song. Heck, now you open the Spotify app and you got, you know, 70 million tracks at your oh, disposal. 70 million. That is amazing. And probably growing every day. And, you know, as new content gets uploaded, you know, on a daily basis, you know, podcast creation continues to evolve. So, Jerry, here's a big number for you. So, last year, in calendar year 2020, just shy of 900,000 podcasts were created and distributed around the world. And is that so episodes that, or shows? Actual shows. Actual shows, not even the episodes themselves. Not even the episodes. So. When you think about that, you distill that down, that's two new podcasts every minute during the entire year of 2020. Wow. So the, the content that you have to listen to is, is almost endless. And what we've done with that content is leveraging your insights. What do you listen to on the music side of it? To then highlight, here's recommendations that align with your music listening behavior to identify additional content you'd be interested in listening to and that discoverability. The one thing I hear from almost anyone that I talk to is what's your favorite podcast? And they'll list probably three or four, maybe five, which is then quickly followed by, well, did you know there's all these other ones in that same category? Like, but I just don't know how to find them. And making that discoverability of all of that content really key. And it's something that we did, you know, just over a year ago now is is we increase the prioritization of podcast content within the recommendation engine. So as you open up the app, you're used to seeing, hey, here's another song you haven't listened to in a while, or here's this great you know, mix that we've created for you, your daily mix, but then also supplementing that with podcast content. And I think it's such a powerful place. We are in the right time as consumers, as well as content creators, to get content in front of users no matter what they're listening to, wherever they are in the world. Yeah, and there's a time when we got the CD-ROM set of the Narnia series, written by uh, C.S. Lewis many years ago, but they did a, a live-action audiobook of it. And I remember, you know, we went on a road trip, and we, we have four kids. My oldest son was like, he loved it. It was, you know, it's nostalgic for him now, and he's like, we should listen to it again on this road trip, and our you know, younger siblings can enjoy it. But we couldn't find The Magician's Nephew, the first CD. Like, it, it, it got lost or fallen out at a gas station, maybe, or I don't know where it ended up. So sure enough, we went on to Spotify and found it, 
And it was so fun to like fill our van for three hours, you know, on a drive to Kelowna of this live action audio experience. And I'm, I'm trying to think back to like, I don't know if I want to say the thirties when people used to sit around a, an old radio, an old wood radio and listen to these audio dramas on the radio. But that, that really, Darian, is the core of storytelling. And that is really when storytelling started, where, you know, we were all in the movie as we were listening to the narrator tell that story. And we were all visualizing how it was to actually be in that movie. And I think that's something that, you know, over the course of time, you know, with video coming out and, and everything, there's still a place in the world. And I like to call them screenless moments. And they're moments when you're not scrolling through your feed. It's not moments when you're watching another video. You know, we did some research over the last year and, and almost 50% of users on Spotify said they enjoy screenless moments. And this is where Spotify is that cross section between doing different activities. So for yeah. example, you know, we did a research study in the fall of last year and we asked individuals across Canada, how do you use Spotify? Where is audio at the intersection of your daily habits? So to no surprise, you know, cooking, yard work, exercise, learning, were all these activities that as you do them, you're not in front of a screen. And that's where the opportunity for brands and advertisers is to be part of these screenless moments. Moments where you're out maybe taking the dog for a walk and you put on Spotify, you put your phone in your back pocket and you're now listening. And for anyone who's listening to this podcast, You've also experienced, you know, the moment where you've leaned in and you're listening and hanging on every single word. And as you continue to listen as a consumer, right, you're now part of the storytelling narrative as you visualize what the narrator is talking about. So I'd say, you know, as you know, we're in this critical moment in time now where, you know, we're trying to escape some visual stimulation, trying to find more time for family and friends. You know, Spotify really is at the core of this. And Darian, I'll give you one really quick example. This morning, we get up, my wife, my two daughters, and we're making breakfast. And my youngest daughter puts on her playlist. And her playlist on Spotify is, she's called it Getting Ready for the Day. And it's all uplifting songs and, and beats. And as we're making breakfast, it's just bringing a little piece of happiness to start the day. And it's some of her favorite songs. And we're singing together as a family. And it's that emotional connection that Spotify has created, you know, during all the stuff that's going on in the world. And, and that's just a micro example. There's many more examples. And if I could just, you know, take another second to share another example is as someone who's, you know, over the last year, I spent a lot of time thinking about my own personal mental health and development. And I take time in my day to do some exercise, to do some yoga, to step away from my computer. And Spotify is part of those experiences. So when I go for a run, Spotify knows that I'm out going for a run because it knows the BPMs of the music I'm listening to. It knows when I go out and I put something at 160 BPMs, like I'm in for like personal best 10K runs. And it's these moments that throughout the day, Spotify is accompanying me in those moments and understanding what those key moments are throughout the day. 
It's incredible. I had I had Spotify introduce me to it's WBUR's Circle Round. And it's these incredible stories, like very traditional stories, but done with amazing actors and, and you know, Grammy Award winning, you know, Broadway stars telling stories of old, but in a new, fresh way. And, and my girls who are six and seven love it. And, you know, if we want a nice quiet dinner or post dinner, we'll sit around and listen to this. And, and I've, I've loved that Spotify got to know me and said, hey, you, you might like this. And sure enough, we listen to every new episode. We go to the back catalog and find old episodes and it is incredible for you know, a nice family tradition. So Darian, you identified a moment where you're with your family. And yeah. at Spotify, we talk about the three M's, which is moods, moments that we talked about, as well as mindset. Yeah. And what's important, you know, as, as we both shared our examples, is other moods that users on the platform raise their hand to say, like, this is what I'm doing now. And, you know, over the course of the last year, we see, you know, individuals leaning into Spotify in the afternoon, trying to focus on what they're doing. And as a brand or advertiser, you're able to be part of, of those moments. You know, other moments that, you know, at least here, you know, in Canada, most of us will have a long weekend coming up, depending on where you are in, in Canada. And we see spikes in listening to road trip playlists that then allows a brand to be part of that experience as a user gets in the car, the family piles into the car, maybe they're going up to the cottage, they hit that, that playlist, and they're telling Spotify, this is what I'm doing now. I'm going on a road trip. And that's where we pivot to brands and advertisers and say, hey, how does your message complement what brands are doing? And you know, as users are going on road trips, we work with a lot of advertisers where we help create content and ads for them that complement the user's experience. So there's a time and a place to lift creative iterations from other media, but we generally say, you know, if someone is going out and raising their hand to say, I'm listening to a road trip playlist and it's a long weekend and you are a brand that intersects with that user during that time, what is the right message you want to deliver to them? And we'll have multiple different creative iterations for the same campaign because yeah. we're targeting users not just based on gender or demographic information, but rather what they're doing and what is their mindset. So if I can just drop a, a quick best practice here is, you know, as you think about your ideal customer and their journey throughout the day, where does audio play in that journey? And how do you speak to them multiple times over the course of the day, but with a different creative message that aligns the moment that they're in at that time? So that's, you know, just if I could leave a pro tip with anyone who's thinking about how do you leverage Spotify? How do I get started? You know, the first is just identifying, hey, we got to, you know, have creative that speaks to the user in the mindset that they're currently in. And it does at times require, you know, multiple creative iterations that, that we're able to help with. And I, I love the organic nature of like that Spotify is known for in the two marketing campaigns. And and one being a UGC piece where, you know, thousands of people, my, my newsfeed was full of it every year where it was like, this is your year in review. And, and this is the music you most listen to. And I loved it. Like, I loved it so much because I was like, oh, it just analyzed me for a year. And then, and, and again, my newsfeed was full of whatever my friends and family were listening to. And then the second campaign you ran where billboards were highlighting, you know, like, you know, person who listened to, you know, I'm so sad by blank artists, you know, 
482 times on Valentine's Day, we got your back. Like we feel you, right? Like you, you, you were able to just pull, you know, so much about people's moods, which is so incredible. And even just what that year was like for them. It's amazing. And I, and I want to talk about a feature Spotify has that I think is so cool. I learned about it a couple years ago where you can make your own playlist, like what your daughter did. And I would often, especially the last two years, people were going through hard times. I had this playlist I made for myself, you know, to kind of get out of a, a slump. And I would often share that to people because I didn't know what else to say to them. I would say, hey, you're in a hard space. I, I know what it's like. I, I, I often go there. Here's a playlist that helps me. And I'll share my Spotify playlist with them. So Darian, this is literally, you know, a 2020s version of, you know, when you mentioned your brother sending you like that mixed CD or the mixtape and, and understanding, you know, how music and audio makes you feel, yeah. you know, we see individuals sharing on social media, like, here's what I'm listening to. Remember how hard mixtapes were to make though? Like you were trying to catch that song on the radio. Like I remember calling into Zen 95 and trying to get like this jars of clay song flood so I could hit record on time to put it on that mixtape for my friend. It was very And you have the DJ that would go on. You're like, ah, oh, please stop. Yes. Like, yes. And they would go on and on. You're like, no, you're, you're eating into the song now. And I got to wait, you yeah. know, maybe, you know, for the, the top 10 at 10 yes. And, yes. and stay up to, to try and get it that time. But I think there was something unique about that. The curation at the time, yeah. right. was different. And that appreciation yeah. Yeah. You know, now when you have so much content at your fingertips, you know, I think there's that same element of curation that happens as well. Cause heck, you got like 70 million tracks yep. to listen to. And, you know, when you send, you know, or you create something for yourself that's like, you know, I want, you know, Feel Good Friday, and you've handpicked all the songs, you're like, gosh, this really makes me feel good. Yeah. And, you know, something that I, you know, during COVID have really over indexed on is like 90s one hit bands. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and, so great. And and my I've doubled down on Lecrae. He did the official song for the NFL. He, he did the the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, but an incredible hip-hop artist that out of the US. It's just it's fantastic. Yeah. It it so. really is. If I could, you know, Darren, share one more thing with you, another pro tip if I can. We'll call this pro tip number 2 is, you know, recently we've made some changes. Spotify has a self-serve platform called Ad Studio. An ad studio was created initially for, for small business to help get activated on the platform, start to, to use the platform. Recently, over the last year, we made a ton of enhancements to the self-serve platform to really bring it up to a level that you know, if, you use, if you've used other social self-serve platforms, I'd say it's pretty close to parity now. And one of the biggest features that you know I think is a game changer is allowing brands and advertisers who are just getting started with Spotify to upload a script and upload a script to allow the platform to create an audio spot for you. And the minimum investment to run a campaign is $250. We'll set up the creative for you. You basically upload your script. You get to select different voices. Do you want an Australian? Do you want a male, female? Is it you know young teen? Is it older individual? And it allows you to customize the creative. And as we continue to give back to creators, have a human actually do the voiceover spot for you with some additional functionality around background music, adjusting the track in the background. It really is a full service editing suite. And it's our way to introduce Spotify to advertisers and brands that haven't used the platform before. 
and really to experience, you know, what it is to, to run ads and, and run a campaign on, on Spotify. So there's, yeah. there's pro tip number two. That's, that's amazing. And I've run those ads before. And again, this is not a sponsored episode, just full disclosure. I'm just a fan. The reporting you get back. And, and again, just to compare it to, to radio, like radio, you know, any radio seller would tell you don't touch radio unless you're going to spend at least five grand, if not, you know, 10, you know, look at, look at the five figures. But for $250, the report you get back is incredible. You know how many people heard it, you know, what area of the world they, they heard it in and you could, again, get it specifically to a certain group. And so one of the most amazing things about Spotify is those who have yet to purchase, you know, Spotify and go ad free. And we were doing some marketing for a university who tends to like a certain type of music. So it was a Christian university. And, and thankfully they have a t- certain type of music called Christian music. And we're able to actually market to that audience in certain, you know, states and countries and regions and really to a very pre-qualified, specific audience, specific age, in certain moods, in different times of the year. And it was incredible. The qualifications they provide is, is amazing. If, if I could, Darian, add to that, let's call this Mythbuster number one here, is you know I've heard from a, a ton of, of advertisers and clients who say, well, I can reach the free user, so users who are listening to Spotify on the ad-supported platform, and our ad load just overall, you know, you mentioned radio, the ad load on the free version is anywhere from one to two minutes of ads. So yeah. users aren't inundated with ads no. the entire time. You know, traditional radio or terrestrial radio is generally between nine to 12 minutes of, of ad yeah. load. But, you know, as we think about podcasts, is that, you know, now users and advertisers are able to reach premium users on the platform via podcast ads. So I'm going to say this right now. Probably half the users listening to this episode on Spotify probably have a premium subscription. And they might listen to another podcast and hear an ad. And what we're allowing brands and advertisers to to do now is essentially engage with users who've been untouchable, unreachable in the past. So as I share just a couple quick numbers here, the number is 15 million. 15 million users on Spotify every month. Wow. Okay. That is incredible. The next question I'm going to get is, well, what's the free versus paid mix? And in Canada, the free tier represents 60 to 65% of our users. Okay. Okay. I heard one last week. I am a paid user. So I was at a pool, you know, at a complex, they had a, they had a shared pool and there was a guy rocking some beats, had some great music going and he had a, a, an unpaid Spotify. And again, it was, you know, every once in a while an ad would pop up, but it was actually not annoying and it was okay. And we all listened to those ads and the music because he had the speaker and, you know, we put up with it and it was fine. I actually, when podcasts have ads on them, I'm like, oh, this actually must be a good podcast. Sometimes I think it sounds bad, but I'm like, it actually is kind of like a stamp of approval as like, oh, this podcast must be have a legitimate enough audience to justify having ads on it. And, and whether it's a, a host read, yeah. as the host is, is giving the either intro or, or the mid-roll, yeah. you know, think about, you know, as your own podcast listening behavior, you know, you've been listening to an episode for 23, 24 minutes, an yeah. ad comes on, like you're literally sitting on every word. Oh yeah, and the ad comes on, and it feels seamless, integrated yep. into to the podcast. Oh yeah, and as you hit play in your podcast, generally your phone's in your pocket or it's on the table. Oh, yeah. A lot of people just listen to it. Oh yeah, 
Especially if it's funny. Like Malcolm Gladwell, I, I've been listening to his show Revisionist History for a long time. He would always do these ads for Blue Apron, but as a Canadian, we didn't have it. So I remember Googling Blue Apron finally one day because I was like, this sounds so great. And sure enough, the Google search resulted in Chef's Plate and I became a subscriber and fell in love with Chef's Plate and continued to use Chef's Plate to date. And then he uh, did this really hilarious ad about him and his producer fighting over budgets for furniture and how Article, he was able to you know get a budget and then he went to go get Article furniture, but it wasn't expensive enough. He couldn't use his whole budget. So what was he to do? And But the furniture arrived and it was so great and high quality. And it was this really interesting ad that was Malcolm being like quirky and funny. So I went and checked out Article finally and was like, this is great. It's actually right here in Vancouver in our backyard. And But it was a very, very cool ad. And you almost recited it verbatim. Oh, yeah, because it was because it was funny because it was about him fighting with his producer and and it was unique. I remember though hearing one ad he did, and I will critique this one. I love those two, but he he was talking about like using I think it was Indeed or I don't remember one of those job hunting sites. But I'm like, dude, Malcolm, you don't hire staff. You're a writer, man. You're, this was back like a few years ago. So I was like, it felt a bit inauthentic because I was like, I don't think you have a large company where you need to hire staff. So it felt like a bit awkward. But the other ones sounded amazing because it was very like true to who he is and who he was. And lately, though, I think he's realizing the power of his ads are so great. So he's been promoting his own other shows. He's produced, you know, so he's like, wow, the ads work so well. I'm going to use it to promote my other podcast episodes or a book that's coming out that I'm doing. So a couple of things on that, you know, as we've done research and we ask individuals, how do you discover podcasts? Mm -hmm. The UI and the AI will really highlight what the recommendation engine recommends based on your behavior. But when we ask individuals, how do you find out about new podcasts? They generally say it's from ads and other podcasts. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And friends, friends, of course, like friends and colleagues are like, you got to listen to this episode. Like, you know, that's probably number two. A personal recommendation will always, you know, be at the, at the top of the list. But it was really fascinating to, to hear individuals say, when I listen to other podcasts, essentially they're saying, I remember hearing the ads. Yeah. And, and Malcolm will actually, he would do um, like Costco has those samplers, you know, or, or Menchies, you get a little sample. He'll give a sample of a podcast in his show as an ad. And I'll be like, oh, that sounds amazing. And then because he'll give you a taste of it, which I really love. And then I'll go and follow that other podcast. So Darian, we talked a lot about podcasts and I'd be remiss if I didn't make another announcement. So here's pro tip number three. And, and this one relates to as an advertiser, how do you yeah. get distribution? How do you you know, reach the masses. Yeah. So in Canada on July 1st, we launched the Spotify Audience Network. And essentially, the Spotify Audience Network allows brands and advertisers to reach users who are listening to podcasts both on Spotify as well as off Spotify. And we've made some, you know, really big partnerships with the largest podcast creators and companies in the world to bring their content to Spotify and then allow advertisers. Yeah. So it, it's really two buckets here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we have the exclusive content that's only available on Spotify. Yeah. Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan, Armchair, uh, uh, Call Me Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. And, and all those different podcasts that you can only hear on Spotify. And then on the flip side, also allowing podcast creators to bring their content to Spotify for monetization to increase overall reach and scale. So it really is, you know, a two-pronged strategy. As we talked about, you know, Joe Rogan and the exclusive content only available on Spotify, but a year and a half ago at CES, 
now going back to 2020, January, we announced a new podcast technology called streaming ad insertion. So follow the bouncing ball here as individuals have created a new habit. Okay. So Darian, if we were to have this conversation three, four years ago, yeah. and I asked you, how do you listen to your podcast? You'd say, well, I download them. Oh yeah. And then I'll hit play and I'll listen to them, but I'll download yeah. them first. Oh yeah. And the behavior shift we've seen on Spotify is that now upwards of 60% of users are streaming their podcasts. I'll often forget to download it for a trip. And my son and I will be like, let's put on a, you know, we like this one about, what are they, what is it called? They argue all the time. It's a CBC one. Can't remember right now, but the CBC has a great one. We love listening to it. I'll think of it. So, so as you're listening to that podcast, yeah. streaming it, it does a couple of things. As an advertiser and brand, it allows you to real time insert your ad as someone is streaming it. Yeah. So it verifies there's a, a human being here who is listening yeah. real time. From a reporting side of it, it allows us to report insights on that user. So of the users listening to that podcast in real time over the course of your campaign, male, female split, age demographics, what else are they listening to on the platform? What other yeah. interests do they have? And it really gives you a wholesome view of users who are listening to your podcast. That is amazing. So if I have a show, like I have a show right now, it's on Spotify. I got to pull a trigger that says, yes, put your ad insertion into mine so that I can be part of this family. Of, so you can, of, you, can be, you can be part of that experience. Yeah. And from an advertiser's lens, it gets to validate who listened to this. Yeah. You know, additional deeper insights on the listeners yeah. of that podcast, as well as a content creator who's put up that content, you get to see where people are listening from, yeah. what devices are they listening to. And, you know, I was speaking to another podcast creator, you know, a few weeks ago, and he said, you know, 10% of his listeners are listening on an Apple watch. Yeah. And so as we we're talking, he said, well, they're probably out for a run. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, and, I know a lot and, of people that do that. Yeah. And, and those insights and, you know, some recent, you know, enhancements we made to allow users to, you know, if they don't have access to, to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, to be able to like download onto your Apple Watch as you go out. I'm still shocked. Like we'll help some brands who are like, hey, I have a podcast. Can you analyze the data? Or hey, can you help me kind of really amplify my podcast? And I'll find out that their podcast has been hosted by their IT person on an RSS feed. And, and so I've, I've eventually ended up transferring about three or four podcasts over to Anchor.fm because it's free and it's amazing and it's a, it's a beautiful hosting platform. And then they get this data and they're shocked and amazed at the data they get because the RSS feed was just kind of random. Like it was almost just like the most messy data and it was not true, it was inaccurate and it was like very you know hard to follow. But the IT person was like, no, no, that's how you run a podcast. That's what distributes the podcast is an RSS feed. Whereas Anchor, throw it up there, it automatically distributes it to all 11 channels. It's incredible. Yeah, it's fascinating. And Anchor, another Spotify acquisition a few years ago to allow just mass distribution of content to all platforms. And great data. It's the democratization of distribution as well as meaningful insights. And, and Darian, let me ask you, right? So... You know, podcasts have been around for 15 years, yeah. but it, it really does feel like this is, you know, the second coming of podcast yeah. listening. And it's fascinating to look back 15 years when it, when it first launched through those RSS feeds, where it will automatically download on your computer to now knowing what device they're listening on. Where are they? Demographic breakout. How often do they listen? Do they subscribe to your content? 
and getting real-time feedback from users on social platforms yeah. on what they liked or didn't like. Yeah. So, it, yeah. you know, it's really fascinating. For some of the folks, it was a bit sobering because the RSS feed were there, it was giving them one number that they thought was true. And then when they went to the, you know, the, the sobering data told them that they only really had a few hundred listeners per episode. But, but again, it's good to have accurate data and reporting. And I think that's the maturing of the industry because I think it was for years, if you wanted to advertise on a podcast, you never really felt you got true information. Like you never got that data. But I think just even in the last year, the data we're getting now on listeners and um, subscribers has been incredible. It's been a real maturing. I feel. Yeah. And our goal really at Spotify, leveraging SAI or streaming ad insertion technology is to pull the industry forward yeah. in terms of measurement and metrics yeah. that aligns to other digital channels and just, you know, up leveling the expectation that brands and advertisers have of like how well did this work? There's a few other, you know, you had mentioned how you you remembered Blue Apron, you know, from hearing the ads so many times you have to go to Google, do a search and you know, our vision is really to make podcasting ads, which are audio, of creating them to make them more visual. Yeah. And how yeah. do you find ways to integrate brands and advertisers into the podcasting space through different visual experiences as users are either, either browsing through other podcasts they want to listen to or when they re-engage the app after it's been in their pocket. So really trying to, to bring forward the opportunity for brands to be you know, a part of podcast advertising, yes, through the audio aspect, but also from a visual perspective as well. So that's something we're really working on and and hope to have some some announcements in the near future. That's cool. But I, I, I think that's also a good example of what was wrong with podcast advertising back then, which is what you're working on in the sense that I got an ad for an American company as a Canadian at a Canadian IP on a Canadian phone. But if they're using the new technology, like whether it's, you know, a, a Blue Apron, they're going to say, I don't want to advertise to Canadian listeners. And so that opens up when Canadian listeners are listening to ads, it's actually going to be Canadian ads meant for them versus an American company that's not meant for me, which I think is so cool. Yeah, and it's wasted impressions. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, you could argue about the the value of those. But, you know, I'd say overall, as the technology continues to evolve, I think, you know, from a digital lens, the technology exists. Now it's a matter of bringing the podcasting space and ecosystem to the technology that exists now. And there's a yeah. lot of work going on. You know, podcasting is one of the big bets that Spotify is making. And the infrastructure and technology is there, and, and you're going to see a, a ton of updates over the coming months as it relates to podcasts. That is amazing. And I think, like, example, Tim Hortons, like, they, you know, if there's someone listening to a podcast from 4 a.m. to 9 a.m., they should have it. Like, that's when their ad should run for go get your breakfast sandwich and a coffee, right? And then it's like the afternoon, they can run from like, you know, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. of come get a nice hot bowl of soup or get a dinner. So that's uh, the opportunities yeah, well, that are there. Or from 12 to 4. Hey, it's time yeah. for an afternoon pick-me-up. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you can do that across other medium yeah. and other platforms. And I was like, hey, let's take that same technology and apply it to, you know, the, the world's library of content, both podcasts as well as on the music side of it. Yeah. So, Ivan, I know you've been giving pro tips like NHL level tips. I'm going to give like a WHL tip, which I think is, which we're finding brands doing right now, which I think is really cool. In the same way I was able to make a playlist for me and, and personally and then share it with friends, a friend of mine built a, uh, had an escape room company organization. So they then created a mobile escape room company over the years when people are at home a lot more. And when you got it, it actually says, listen to this playlist 
while you're doing this escape room at your home. And it was a Spotify playlist that you have in the background playing while you're doing this kind of mobile escape room at home. And we've seen this now with brands we work with where, um, you know, it's an event, you know, it takes about an hour, typically most customers are half hour to get to or a water park and said, hey, here's a playlist to pump you up for the water park day. Here's a playlist to get you ready for this Da Vinci exhibit. And it's an amazing free tool perk for event managers and event marketers to add an extra level of experience to the going to the event. What that does is it it bridges the digital world and the physical world. And when I said off the top, like screenless moments, right? You couldn't execute something on social platforms. You're in the car driving. You know, it's really difficult. So, you know, giving access to the world's library of content to brands and advertisers to create a branded profile, to create playlists, to partner with celebrities that they're working with. You know, we've seen some brands leverage work with athletes and we all love different athletes and we want to get into the head of the athlete and to have an athlete share, this is my hype music. This is what I listen to before I get onto the ice, onto the court, you know, whatever I'm going to do. And it gives us just that little glimpse into the human side of that, that athlete through just a branded playlist that anyone who's listening to this can listen to. And with the proliferation of QR codes, you know, you're able to just create a Spotify code that you could literally put on almost anything to drive users to that playlist. Darren, if I can share a quick story with you. So I also teach uh, at a local college here in Toronto. And last year, you know, pre-COVID, a student comes up to me and says, sir, I got to show you something. And I'm standing there saying, okay. And he pulls up his jeans at the bottom. He says, look at my running shoes. He was wearing a pair of Adidas running shoes that had a Spotify QR code on the tongue. That's awesome. And he said to me, you know, this pair of shoes came with a pre-built playlist. And it was, it was a pair of running shoes. Yeah. And he's like, curated playlist for running. And it's the ability for, you know, that bridge again between physical and, you know, digital world, but a brand embracing activities that users are going to do. So I think for anyone who's listening, you know, today, the ability to create your own curated, customized playlist, the ease and ability to distribute it, you know, through a Spotify QR code, I think it is really easy to use. It's really easy to do. And starts to create that virality and engagement with users and customers on a platform and your brand. So if I were to ask you know, anyone who's listening, what does your brand represent? But what does it represent in terms of music? So if you were to create 12 tracks that represent your brand, what are they? Yeah, that's genius. It's a great way to, you know, whether you're going to the water park, whether you're doing you know, a virtual experience, whether you're a sports team. And I think it's a really easy way to make that connection with users in a truly emotional platform. That's incredible. So I got to ask, so as people are going to the platform, so if me, I, I want to log in, I want to find out, can I advertise on, say, Under the Influence, CBC's Terry O'Reilly, it's one of my favorite shows, and I want to advertise our show on that show, I can go in and find out, okay, is that open yet for outside advertisers? Because otherwise, I have to go directly to the CBC and try to get an ad insertion from them. But hopefully, soon enough, they'll be on the Spotify system where I can just insert my ads in and I can pick the shows. Yeah, and as part of the Spotify audience network launch that happened in Canada on July 1st, we're now making easier, making a lot easier for brands and advertisers to connect with the best in-class, world-class content 
and allow them to get their brand message in front of you know, listeners in Canada or really anywhere in the world. Leveraging technology at the core to ensure that the right user is hearing their ad within the right context of podcast content and layering on all the technology that's available. So, you know, Darian, as you described something that maybe a year ago was extremely difficult to do, it's now as easy as just emailing someone on the Spotify team saying, hey, can you check out some inventory avails for a specific region during this time frame? And how can I get up and running really quick? That is amazing. What is approximately just rough numbers like cost per impressions? Like what, what is if I want to reach a thousand people on a podcast, what, what, what's it roughly? Yeah, so, so you're pro- if you want to reach a thousand users on a podcast, you're probably like 30 bucks. Wow. Okay. $30. That, that's amazing. And so then as a podcast creator on the flip side, if I've got say a thousand listeners an episode, I could look at making, maybe making 30 bucks minus whatever the fee is, give it a third or making 20 bucks. An episode. Exactly. And, and it's, okay. fueling, it's fueling that flywheel of, yeah. you know, brands spend money on your platform to listen and, and run ads, which then encourages you to create more content. It's this continuous wheel that starts to, to develop. And Darian, as you start to see monetization for your content, you're now saying, hey, if I can produce more content that benefits you from a monetization standpoint, it benefits the listeners because it gives them yeah. more of your great content as well as brands. It's that trifecta. It's a win for everyone. Yeah. No, it really, it really is. So, I mean, I got to know, what is some podcasts? And I know you can't name your favorite, you know, who's your favorite child, but what are some shows that you just love these days that you got to recommend? So what I've been listening to, gosh, I'm going to sound cliche here because it's the number one podcast in Canada and the world. I listen to Joe Rogan. You know, he has just some great guests. Yes on his show that I think are, are fantastic. You know, being on his podcast is almost turned into the media junket. You launch yeah. a book, a movie's coming out. Yeah. You're on his platform to tell your story. Yeah. So that's from a, a personal side of it. From a, a media and sort of marketing industry, I listen to Pivot. Um, and the Pivot yeah. podcast is, yeah. you know, a combination of Kara Swisher as well as Prof G, Mr. Galloway. Yeah. Talking about things that are relevant in our space that happen, yeah. you know, in a on a regular basis, um, and then also, you know, Prof G has his own podcast yes. where he's just talking about things and, you know, things that are topical in the moment that I think is is hugely impactful. And then, you know, there's some personal development stuff. So I listen to a ton of Dear HBR. Yeah, and like they're just great. Yeah, and when you have like two guests just talking about, you know, one reader's question. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it for half an hour from different angles and really dissect it. Yeah. So I, I say those are the ones that are at the top of my list yeah. that I've been listening to to now quite a bit. But you know, my behavior has changed. Yeah. And as you know, my commute time has been non-existent for the last year and a half. I find other ways to listen to podcast content. So oh, yeah. you know, pre-COVID, I go out for a run and listen to music, but now I'll switch it up and listen to a podcast. Yeah. When I'm doing, you know, some yard work outside, I'll put on a podcast. So I just find different ways to engage with podcast content now that my behavior has shifted. And I remember the year that it was a massive shift and we were doing some work reaching seniors, right? And it was a a product for senior citizens in Canada. There was a year when Christmas came and went and there was the massive influx of 65 plus 
users on Facebook because they all wanted to see grandkid photos because the, the movement and the trend is not to print photos of your grandkids. And so hundreds of thousands of new users in that age demo, 65 to 80. And so what I'm finding too, and, and I don't know if you're seeing this, but this is anecdotally, this last year and a couple of years, those that couldn't attend their church service, this senior audience have discovered podcasts. So I have a, a business partner who's 65 plus and he loves podcasts. And then he started discovering other podcasts. And so he'll often share podcasts with me because he's like, hey, I discovered this and I discovered this. Have you heard of this? And he'll send me episodes all the time because he's like, there's this whole world out there, Darian, and it's free because he's used to like, you know, you got to buy a tape cassette or you got to like order a CD. And what you just described is the world's library of podcast content. And what we've definitely seen during COVID is users leaning into content genres that are tied to meditation, you know, feeling better. But the other insight as well that I can share with you is now that we're home, we're listening to podcast content on connected devices. Yeah. So now it's turned into a, you know, at least, you know, to individuals or partners listening to podcast content yeah. on their connected speaker. It's it's annoying in some ways because yeah. my six-year-old's like, hey, Alexa, play Circle Round on Spotify. And I'm like, no, it's like, no, we got to wait. We got to like talk first as a family and then we can listen to Circle Round. But she's figured out Alexa's ways. Yeah, it, it's turned into like must listen to content similar to like oh, yeah. must watch TV. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what it's, it's turned into. It's actually funny, but um, and I, why don't I remember the name of it? It's The Great Debaters. The Great Debaters, I think is what it's called on CBC. Someone's going to respond and tell me it's not that, but it's a, the debater show on CBC. We actually get a ping. We get notified when there's a new episode. And my son and I are like, God, listen to the next episode. So we'll sometimes come up with reasons to go on like a road trip or a drive. And we'll listen to this debater show on the CBC because it's so fun for us. And, you know, it's an excuse to drive somewhere and do something and then drive back because we'll listen to the debater show. So Darian, can I ask you, like, what podcast do you really lean into? What's at the top uh, of your, your playlist? Well, I got different levels. So I have like my son podcast is The Debaters. And then he's, I've been getting him into revisionist history, which is kind of nice. So we'll do those two together. My girls, Circle Round, and any sort of storytelling ones. But Circle Round has been really, really awesome for us. But we'll sometimes do like kids science ones where they'll learn about like farts, like where do farts come from and they love it. <laughs> and then also personally, there's a few meditation ones I love. One called Pray As You Go, which is funny actually, because it used to be on an app. And then when I got a new phone, I realized that I didn't need to download a separate app to get it. It was actually in Spotify. They had all the episodes there. It was great. So I don't want more apps on my phone. And then every once in a while, my wife is like, loves podcasts and listens to like super smart ones like This American Life and like these really like things you didn't know in history, things they didn't teach you in history class. So she'll often share ones with me. So it's a big part of our family, podcasting and you know these stories and these experiences and these learnings have become education for me. And even the reason I host this show, and again, listeners, this is episode 250, very special, is I learn so much every interview. I learn so much getting to talk to people. And it just so happens we record these conversations and share it with the world. So Darian, yeah. it, it makes me really proud to work at Spotify, hearing yeah. you articulate how Spotify is, yeah. is a crucial part of, of your life and your family's yeah. life. Yeah, And nothing makes me more proud to work at Spotify than hearing users like you talk about how you leverage the platform. And you can't yes. see for everyone who's listening, but you just put a smile on my face here because yeah. it makes me really proud. Yeah. No, and and advertising wise, like our client, like that have again have these niche audience and the type you like you can reach people in ways that are incredible. And I love the way that you described it, like moods and moments. 
right? And we can describe it and we can, and I'm still blown away almost every quarter, like every three months, the new developments and data and reach abilities that that we can have on the platform. Yeah. The one thing, if I could just add to that, yeah. you know, is that we always ask advertisers and brands, you know, what are those moods and moments that your customers are going through every single day? Yeah. And let's not just look at traditional marketing targeting yeah. with like age and gender. But let's look at, you know, how that person consumes audio over the through the course of the day. Yeah. And have a meaningful engagement with them throughout that entire, you know, daily journey. That yeah. uh, users are now spending, you know, upwards of five hours a day. Yeah. Consuming audio content. Yeah. And this is not a templated, here's one ad for 18, 34 year old target, but let's create five different ads for that 18 to 34 year old target based on what they're doing. And that really is the secret sauce of how do you get the most out of, you know, an advertising program as a brand on the platform that cuts across all those key elements, as well as including podcasts. It's awesome. Ivan, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on the show. We love Spotify. It's been even fun, even data-wise. We get the data, I think, of the amount of people who listen to our show on Spotify. You know who you are, and it continues to grow on the Spotify platform. It's becoming the go-to place for ease of use. The interface, they're already there anyways listening to music, so why not just jump over to podcasts because it's in the same place? And so huge honor to have you. And, and just even the way that you're helping us as an agency in my day job, us brands that we serve, you know, to help them reach the audience that they're looking for in a really cost-effective, really smart way. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. And again, a massive congratulations. Episode number 250. Massive kudos. Uh, Keep up the great work. Thank you. And and Ivan, where can people uh, reach you or get started on uh, advertising with Spotify? Where can they go? And we'll put it in there. I'm going to throw it out there. So you can send me a note directly. So Ivan P at Spotify.com. Reach out to me. I'll make sure that someone on the team can help you out with anything you're looking to do. Nice. So, you know, drop me a line, drop me an email, and we'll make sure to get, you know, someone in contact with you. It's amazing. Ivan, thank you again. And we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. 